Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone, I am Katie Petrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Now I hope you uh, have access to your seatbelts, you need to buckle up right now because <laughs> you are in for quite the ride this entire week. And we're going to start here in Arizona, where we have an Arizona special ed teacher who is going viral after questioning why parents should have a say in their children's schooling. If the parents do not have an advanced degree, you know, a master's degree, like like she does. All right. Just because a degree means that you should never be questioned and that you always have it right. Wrong. So Arizona teacher being slammed for questioning why parents should have oversight over the content their children have access to in schools when those parents don't have master's degrees. Like other teachers, there's a headline, uh, stirs outrage for questioning parental oversight. And uh, we've got a video on this. We'll get to the video and then we'll comment. It is so important for us to read, to be open-minded, to understand the challenges that people, all people face. We are a community, and we are not a one-size-fits-all community. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, the one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. Katie, are we vetting the parents? Did she say that? We have degrees. She advanced said all degrees. This, she, advanced, advanced degrees. degrees. She said all this out loud. Mom and dad, you have no clue how to raise your kids or what to teach them. You, got, you just leave it up to the experts, the ones that indoctrinate our kids and turn them out as social justice minions. So, Katie, I would love to get your, you've got a degree. An advanced degree. An advanced, I'd love to get your response to this. It's nonsense. <laughs> and I could tell the way she was speaking that she was off kilter, that she didn't like public speaking. And so when she says, I'm just speaking from the heart, everything that preceded that was, oh, I uh, don't know what I'm going to say. So now I'm going to say, I have an advanced degree. <laughs> like she didn't, she didn't go up there very well. Prepared. Wasn't that saying the quiet part out loud? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, all of that means that advanced degree means that you've been in school longer. <laughs> For more years, for more time to be taught what exactly? The nonsense of how to fill children's minds with gobbledygook. That's all that means. Now, arguably, she looked a little bit older. She may have gone to school years before all the indoctrination really took hold of every facet of education. Maybe, maybe not. But the simple fact that she's making that statement of needing the advanced degrees to be a parent leads me to think that uh, Alicia Messing is, uh, yeah, there yeah, she is. She's messing around she's with messing children's around. futures. Yes, she is. All right, so I love this quote, Katie, when she said, are we allowing the parents 
to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that's our exactly. It takes a village, right? I'm kidding. Uh, Well, I'm not kidding. I'm just quoting an outrageous thought that the government or the community or the state should raise kids. Parents should just step aside. Let the experts with the advanced degrees make all the decisions when it comes to curriculum. Katie, your thoughts. She's just speaking from the heart. She's just speaking from the heart, as she (laughs) said. Yeah, well, all of this, let's talk about what all of this is actually going about or why she was even commenting was talking about a hearing. It was during a hearing for Senate Bill 1700, right? And that is just seeking to give parents the right to request the removal of certain books that they may deem inappropriate for their child. You know, like all the sexualized books, all the ones about two dads and three moms and how you can do sexual things to each other, giving tips on how to make it better for all. And this has been happening all around the country. These books are getting in the hands of our youngest, most vulnerable children for no reason other than to sexualize them, to indoctrinate them into this way of thinking that it is absolutely okay to do all the different things sexually. Anywho. See, oh, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, no, that's where I was going. All right. You're going to have to share this podcast because, um, or this show, because a lot of people out there don't know this is even being talked about. So I want to comment on what Katie said, this hearing on this bill, Senate Bill 1700. Listen to the wording. It seeks to give parents the right to request the removal of certain books they deem inappropriate for their child. Now, there's so many things to look at here. First of all, the, teacher, the, the teachers are saying they should determine what's appropriate or inappropriate. After all, they've got advanced, advanced degrees. Advanced degrees. The, the parents don't have the right because this bill that they're debating seeks to give parents the right not to take something or remove something, just to simply request the removal of just the parents the right to question or request make this request. So you're watching this program. You're, all, you're probably much more informed than the average uh, person. So you need to share this. So people, we've talked about this so much. It's happening all across the country in little schools, big schools, little towns, big towns. And a lot of people in America, your average American probably think, no, that's just an isolated case or maybe it's in that state Mm -hmm. but that's just not true no it's everywhere and so the simple fact i'm going to reiterate what you just said that this bill is just allowing for what we call transparency (laughs) so that these parents can request to remove things so you so we want the parents to still be parents of the children not just completely hand over your kids to these teachers who have their advanced degrees (laughs) mind you to then like under cloak and dagger kind of thing determine everything that is getting put into the minds of your children that's what that teacher was basically saying is no parents i know what's best for your children i have the advanced degree you have no right to even question or request as in the case is anything that has to do with schooling and education because parents you haven't been educating your children since uh they were in the womb nope 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 wake up Parents, now, isn't this what most teachers or educators think or believe across the country? This is not just in Arizona. But still to come, though, a Washington County health curriculum 
riddled with gender ideology, also normalizes children with two gay moms and two gay dads in an educational video. We're talking about that next. Well, mom and dad, you are uh, not allowed, by the way, uh, to be anymore just mom and dad. We don't have mom and dad. We now have to have two moms or two dads. Or more. Or more, but not mom and dad, just mom and dad together. Um, this is according to schools in Seattle and King County in Washington State. Now, images have been revealed of some schoolwork that was intended for some middle schoolers in the county. It features lesson plans regarding gender ideology, oh, transgender children, and sexual orientation. Hmm. And a teacher actually, a teacher, Anonymous, of course, because otherwise the teacher will get fired. A teacher sent the images into libs of TikTok and libs of TikTok doing what she does. Put it out there for everyone to see. Mm. And so some of the images, which have been viewed more than 2.3 million times, uh, include a list of terms including gender queer and gender fluid, along with a worksheet on identity definitions. And it asks questions such as, what's a broad term that can include gay, lesbian, and bisexual people, as well as others who don't identify as straight? How can anyone possibly answer that question? Because everything is fluid and everything keeps changing with the gobbledygook of the, of the words that they use. It, we don't know. So the answer is meh. Anyway, another activity uh, sheet actually asks questions such as, how do gay, lesbian, and trans people have sex? This is for your school children. This is for your school children. Um, along with, can you change your sexual orientation or gender identity? Hmm? hmm. Common questions. It says it's a common questions activity. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's lesson two in this whole sexual orientation and gender identity lesson plan. So the lesson plan scenario uh, does include an eighth grade boy who believes he's transgender, who's encouraged by his mother to attend an LGBT History Month event with his friends and to also volunteer. So, you know, putting, basically putting these ideas out there of an eighth grade boy of like, you know, you four, five and sixth graders, you can look up to this eighth grader. This is something to aspire to, essentially. Mm. Uh, there were the extended lesson plans, because those are just the basic ones, but the extended lesson plans from the King County Public Health Government website, which is actually cited at the bottom of the aforementioned worksheets. So it's the government, your tax dollars paying for it. Um, it reveals similar curriculum that was intended for those uh, for grades four, five, and six. Now the curriculum is called Flash. There they are. Flash lesson plans. Flash lesson plans. plans. Yeah, for the elementary school. Those are the those specific ones. Now under the family lesson plans, because they have a family lesson plan. This is where it gets about the whole two dads and two moms comment I made earlier. Under the family lesson plan, the children are to learn about gender identity and how it relates to the, the family. Okay, are we putting family in air quotes here? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Relates to the family is okay. how it actually Because they redefined it, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. According to the text, gender identity refers to whether a person feels like a boy, a girl, both, neither, <laughs> or somewhere in between. So really, there's no, oh, there's no definition. A person oh. knows their gender identity because of how they feel, not because of their body parts. Some gender identities include boy, girl, trans, and non-binary. Yes. So, again, what does it all mean? We, we don't know. Now, here was a, a scenario they also in included, and I thought this one was a real doozy, a real right. fun one, a real fun one. Here's a scenario that they provided out for these fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. 
Uh, this provided scenario includes a three-year-old, of which I have one, becoming angry with his friend while playing house for suggesting that a mother would make lunch for a baby. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you suggest <laughs> oh, Lord. that a mother make a lunch for a baby? Mm. Antonio said, here's the actual wording of the, the scenario. Antonio said, okay, you be the mommy. Deep, D-I-E-P is the name of the other kid. Deep told him to go to work so she could fix lunch for the baby. Antonio got angry. He yelled, mommies don't fix lunch. I'm not playing with you anymore, Deep. So got is that it? Because mommies don't fix lunch because he has two dads. N- no, because it's suggesting that like moms, Mommies. mom, like moms have to do stereotypical mom things. And oh, dads moms have to do are stereotypical. at work. Yeah, moms at work. Mom hey. is mommies don't fix lunch. Maybe I should give this to my husband and see, say, see, say, see, see. Look, <laughs> I don't have to fix lunch. You do it. Anyway. All right. You. Anyway. What I'm trying to say here. Is this is all nonsense. And they actually cite a video, a YouTube video, that looks like it was made in 1988. It may have been. <laughs> and it encouraged the kids to like define what families are. And so one of the scenarios, of course, that they put in there is that this one boy has two mommies and two daddies. All right. This is my family. My mom, my dad, my sister Megan, and me. Esta es mi familia, vivimos juntos. Um, this is my mom, Susan, and I was adopted by her. This is my family. My parents are divorced. My two moms are Marilyn and Adrian. My two dads are Michael and um, Barry. My dads are gay, and gay means where two men or two women love each other. It's sort of just like having a mom and dad who love each other. It's just that it's a man and a man, or a woman and a woman. That had to be made in 1988. It had to be, right? Gay means two men love each other. Well, I loved my dad. My dad wasn't gay. I love a lot of my friends at church. They're not gay. I love the producer, Mr. Menzel. He's not gay. I mean, they're redefining gay. They're redefining love. They have redefined truth. And you lost me. Even before that ridiculous video that Barbara Boxer was quoted in, as she's someone you should look at for wisdom or answers, God help us, no intelligent life here. In this text that stated, gender identity refers to whether a person feels like a boy, a girl, both, neither, or somewhere in between. This is, Yep. I would, oh, you know how many times I say this, forgive me for being redundant, I would love to get my grandparents or great-grandparents just to back to life for, for 24 hours and have them look at some of this and what would be coming out of their mouths What's the matter with you people? Have you lost it? Yeah, they never had it. Now, uh, when we come back, it, uh, it just <laughs> happens to turn out that our Canadian trans teacher, you remember him, he was made famous for those, you know, 
big honkers of There's a two big reasons that he got a lot two, of headlines. Two, two big reasons. You're correct. Well, apparently, he um, he may not dress the way he dresses in school when he's not in school. Oh, let's talk about that next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at My Pillow. Save up to sixty-six percent on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code Educated. That's E D U C A T E D. Educated. Support this show and a great American company. He's back. Well, he's front, I guess. He's back and front. Uh, it's Kayla Lemieux time. Our Canadian shop teacher who wears Z, the letter Z size prosthetic breast during class. But dun, 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 now his neighbor says he dresses as a man outside of school. According to the apartment complex neighbor, so Kayla lives in an apartment complex, and one of his neighbors said that he wears prosthetic breasts extremely infrequently. He puts the breasts on to teach occasionally when he goes for a walk or when the cops visit. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yes, wait a because both uniformed and plain clothes police do regular welfare checks at Lemieux's apartment after they receive death threats, according to a law enforcement source. Now, up wait. until about okay. a few years ago, our friend Kayla actually went by the name of Carrie, and now he live. Um, he leaves uh, Ontario's Oakville Trafalgar High School wearing those gigantic breasts, a blonde wig, and glasses. But it wasn't long until the cartoonish clothing came off, according to the article. After shopping at a department store and pet supplies shop dressed as a woman, Lemieux headed home to get changed and emerged dressed as a man. 30 minutes later, Lemieux then spent the afternoon in public wearing men's sweatpants, trainers. Around here, we just call them tennis shoes, but up in Canada, it's trainers. Trainers. A gray t-shirt and a navy puffer vest without breasts, makeup, glasses, or a wig. Dun, dun, dun. This is like TMZ. Uh, how for, do we know that was him? Um, we had the spy people in on it, clearly. Okay, and if we know that's him... Why all of a sudden? Is this the first time he was pictured outside of his home ever? Maybe. <laughs> That's a great question. Maybe he just moved? I don't know. But what I do know is this is like breaking news because we've been following this Kayla Lemieux story for months now because it's Canada. And in Canada, they, they bow down to the trans lords and, and whatever you say, oh, you want to dress as a trans? Okay, yes, you want to have size Z prosthetic breasts? Oh, yes, you absolutely can do that. Our children? Oh, don't worry about them. You do what feels good to you, honey. That's where we are in Canada. Now, according to the anonymous neighbor, <laughs> <clears throat> the transgender teacher was first seen parading gigantic prosthetic breasts while walking along a busy road in their neighborhood last May. Again, we've been following this almost a year yeah uh he said i was driving past you can see the breasts from so far away when you're driving he put the whole outfit on and just walked up and down gilf line no bags just walking everyone slows down because you can't believe what they're seeing now riddle me this all right a transgender woman named julia mallet recently spoke in front of the halton district school board saying that Lemieux's boobs should be reduced, but that he can still dress as a woman. We have a transgender woman, so we have another man, 
who spoke in front of a school board okay. about Lemieux. All right. Saying that Lemieux needed to reduce the size of the breasts. Wait a minute. Okay. Go ahead. I'm- Yep. Mallet said, adults in our schools, listen to the words, adults in our schools are the role models for our children. (sighs) And I would expect staff would present professionalism and decorum that is at least as stringent as that which we enforce upon our students. So long as the dress code does not explicitly require an individual to present in alignment with birth sex, there should arise no gender expression issue arising out of standards of professionalism. David, your thoughts on Mallet's comments. Well, first of all, the audacity for Mallet to suggest Lemieux should get a boob reduction Mm. because isn't it, was it her body, her choice? Ah, yes. So. But was that in Canada? She, I'm going to just be according to how he was born. So he identifies as this massively chested female which we know in reality he's not but he has the right to identify with and how whatever he wants to and he should not be told what to do with his body Mm. because then you're talking you'd have to bring into the debate all the plastic surgery that's gone on for decades Mm -hmm. women and men women and men by the way plastic surgery on whatever butts and all the bees butts and boobs and everything else Brains. Brains. <laughs> no, leave we the brain out that. of it. Actually, that's, that's the problem that people have left the brains out of Ah, it. they forgot about the brain. That's the problem. So that's, that's the question. We have a transgender woman then now telling another technically transgender woman how to do it. See how just Well, just man to man. Just really, man to man. They're really talking man to man here. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, still to come. We have one of the creepiest videos we've pretty much ever seen as a pitch for the world's first artificial womb facility gives people a glimpse into what pregnancy might look like in the future you have to see this even though you don't want to see this stay with us if you have a smartphone tablet roku or apple tv consider downloading the freedom project media app it's 100 percent free and includes all of our weekly shows plus lecture series archive programs and award-winning animated videos for families like the presidential minute battles of america and heroes of the west Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. The world's first artificial womb facility is a creepy glimpse of pregnancy in the future. And what's interesting is they're talking about creating babies and like mass production. And yet, according to some on the left, we've got a population explosion problem. You've got to have less population. So it's very fascinating that they're talking about this technology. But before we go on and comment on this, you have to see this video, watch. The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. 
EctoLife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone so you can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. Creepy! No. This is modern technology, no. but let's talk about this very important topic of the debate of overpopulation and because of the climate. We're supposed to save the planet by killing humans. They've done it for a century with abortions, um, euthanasia, uh, they've been limiting, I mean, China, the one-child policy. Uh, some will abort a Down syndrome uh, human life in a mother's womb. And so now, all of a sudden, the technology comes out that you can grow 30,000 babies a year. I'm thinking, Katie Petrick, and maybe it's a conspiracy theory, they could be growing an army and what purpose would that be for? To control the world? To control government? Uh, what do you think? This is, uh, you know, we keep saying everything is 1984, George Orwell. This is Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Mm. Straight out of Brave New World, out of that novel. Because they have the alphas and they have the betas and they determine how those babies come out of the beakers and Jeez. what they become. And the simple fact that they say you can choose the intelligence, the height, the strength, the hair, the eye color, all of these, and you can avoid those genetic diseases. You know, what God gives us, you can just avoid all of that. That's what this is doing. So you're going to make, you could argue, yes, they're going to make an army of all of these betas whose only sole purpose is to kill, to be the soldiers, mm. to go on. It's possible. It is creepy. And the guy who came up with this is Hashem El Galili's. Ect, and this is called ectolife, as you saw in there, mm -hmm. ectolife. And the fact that they can grow like 30,000 babies a year should creep everyone out. That's frightening. But there is so much hypocrisy here. If anyone on the left, you know, some of the climate alarmists and the environmental activists and those who, the globalists that want to save the planet, like the Bill Gates and limit human population, if any of them are for this kind of thing, um, boy, you got to read between the lines there and figure out really what their motives are to do this. I mean, there are the only one of the only reasons they're not pursuing this now full throttle is what they consider ethical mm. constraints, right? Yeah. Ethical reasons. <sighs> yeah, it's it's creepy. It is. It's creepy. It is. All right. Well, if you're a fan of this show and not that, because that's creepy and we're, <laughs> we're less than creepy, please yeah. just make sure you kind of like, you comment, you share this video if please. you're watching us on social media. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com 
or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.